0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Lawrence Holmes, a.k.a. Loho. I'm excited about today because I love delving into different subject matters. If you've been listening to the podcast over the last few days, I don't want to always just do straight interviews. I want to kind of mix and match some stuff that I've had either on the air or you know different subject matters like the RPO episode from, from yesterday. Today, I wanted to take a look at Craig Kimbrell and what went into signing him, how long it's going to take for him to get to... Wrigley and what the mechanism is to get him from being signed off the street, even though he was working and working out and all that good stuff, to him being the closer for this Cubs team. So I took a couple different pieces to try and illustrate the point. I thought that Bernstein and McKnight had an incredible interview with Theo Epstein where he kind of laid out everything that that he wants to have happen With Craig Kimbrell, and then the flip side of it is I got Joe Madden on my show, and I was able to talk to him about it from his perspective. My thing is, yes, every game in this division counts. I I completely understand that. The Cubs have put that out there into the ether, that every game counts this year, and you don't want to waste games. But you don't want to rush this guy. If this guy is, is as important as he seems to be, considering some of the the issues that the Cubs have had from a bullpen standpoint, don't rush him at all. Let him do what he has to do, even if it is before, even if it is after the All Star break, after Fourth of July weekend, whatever it takes. Like there, there's no reason to rush. You want to make sure that a guy is totally right physically before you you bring him up to the major league roster. So we're gonna start with Theo talking about bringing in Kimbrell with Bernstein and McKnight, and then you'll hear what, what Joe has to say about this. It's a really interesting process, and quite honestly, it's a process that I didn't know that much about. So I'm glad that both Theo and Joe were so transparent in kind of explaining everything that has to happen. Here's Theo on why they thought it was necessary to bring Kimbrell in.
1: Yeah, you know, obviously we would have loved to bring in a you know fide closer in the offseason. We were a little bit different uh, dynamic this winter. You know, uh, Kimbrell wasn't attainable for us. You know, he had his own market and, and, and uh, you know, was wasn't in an area where we could negotiate with them at all this winter and and we um, had our our own restraints and we were fishing in different waters I guess is the best way to put it this winter and um, we started the year knowing that there was a really good chance we were gonna have to be aggressive in season making some moves you know the deeper you get into the season the less salary you're taking on in a deal obviously there's uh, always a number of relievers available in trade we've made trades for the bullpen every year that we've been competitive uh, 15 16 17 and 18 and we certainly expected to to be in that mindset again this this year we did not expect to you know be able to add uh, arguably a hall of fame closer midseason uh, mid-season without giving up any players and that's that's what made this move so attractive and once once a couple things changed on our end and and his market started to uh come into an area that was more realistic for us uh it became just clear it was such a such a unique opportunity and Tom Ricketts was uh, in an aggressive mindset and was unbelievable to work with on this trying to make it happen.
0: How important was David Ross in this process? I hadn't really considered it and now after hearing the press conference, it, it mattered that the Cubs had him as an asset, did it not?
1: Yeah, you know, he's been so valuable as a special assistant, just his contacts in the game and he's got a dynamic personality, he can re- relate to all different kinds of players and is so connected. And uh, last Friday, uh, Craig was going to throw a bullpen. It was going to be our first time being able to be able to see him throw as we moved down the road in this process. And we sent one of our scouts from, from that area, Joe Nelson, who pitched in the big leagues a long time. And, and we thought, well, why not, why not send David Ross too? And Rossi was great. He, he hopped on a flight and, and was able to make it. And we figured it would be good to get a look from a guy who caught Craig. And then also, you know, what better salesman for the, for the Cubs than David Ross is as, uh, as he told Craig, if, uh, if the fans there love me, just imagine how they'll feel about you. Because he's, uh, you know, th- look look how they treat a backup catcher. I think I think you might have a pretty good time as a dominant closer. So it was really helpful. So, Theo, the, the timeline, as best as you can tell, to start for Craig will be optioned, then Arizona for a little while, then at some point rehab starts. I guess we call him rehab starts, I guess, mm-hmm. for somebody. When does Pitch Lab happen for him? <laughs> well, we'll see. Well, you know, that's located down in Arizona, so uh you know that may or may not happen depending on his comfort level with it but uh it's really just like throwing a throwing a bullpen yeah. you know but with a little bit extra equipment to establish the baseline for if things get out of whack down the line or if there's a slight tweak you can make for optimization but that's not a fundamental part of the plan at all it's really just about getting him uh, up to game speed he's he's done a great job you know the report from from Joe Nelson and Rossi was that he looked uh, just about in mid-season form It was the ball fastball was coming out really well I think he touched 95 just just in the bullpen session and breaking ball was was really good too so he just hasn't faced uh hitters game action he's got to do pfp he's gotta you know get uh, get his sights set with hitters in the box he's gotta gotta have guys taking real swings against him and we can accomplish that in uh, in due time in arizona i think it's important not to rush it you know it might feel good to get him back here you know in a week and, and we all feel good about things but then there might be a, a price to pay for that you know later in the year so we're, we're trying to give him a foundation that guys um need and, and build up during spring training that uh, that he can build off of all year. Okay.
0: So Theo laid out
1: a a pretty streamlined
0: event for Craig Kimbrell to go from being signed to pitching at Wrigley field. And he is stressed that this could take a little while. I personally don't expect to see Kimbrell. I, I'm thinking like 4th of July makes the most sense Because you're talking about a guy that while he has been working out, it's not the same as being at the facility, doing all the stuff that you need to get ready. It's just different. Now, now maybe his training was amazing, and we we heard Theo talk about the bullpen he threw that impressed David Ross, his former catcher. But I, I do think that it's not that big of a deal that he's not going to be here until later on. Now, of course, Cubs fans that were watching what happened to the Cubs in Colorado might say, rush that guy to the major leagues. But no, you can't do that. You can't rush him. He needs to get as much time in spring training as he can. So I wanted to know what went into all of that. You know, Theo, I thought, explained it pretty well. I had Joe Madden on, and I wanted wanted him to talk about all of the things that go into an extended spring training, who's there, what Kimbrell is going to be doing. And Joe was on my show and did a great job of breaking down what the Cubs are going to do and how you can expect this process to work to get Kimbrell from Arizona to Wrigley field.
2: You know, in the beginning when I first met him in the hallway with uh, Theo and the guys, uh, just, uh, started out by telling telling him how happy we are that he is here. Uh, obviously, that I had been a fan in the past. And also, I'd gotten a um, a text from uh, Troy Percival, and Percy wanted me to tell him that he's his favorite. Uh, so I, I relayed that to uh, Craig also. Um, but it's been primarily about, um, you know, just uh, trying to get to know him a little bit and also having him understand that I am an advocate also of not rushing through this process of getting here make sure that um all the boxes are checked that you feel good that you're strong and ready to rock and roll and, and to not hurry anything and he was he was in agreement with that it was really uh in a press conference it was it came through very clearly how much of a family guy he is and um and really how again self-assured he is he's uh he's very comfortable in his own skin and how he speaks and i really appreciated that too
0: Joe, do you mind if I ask you a little bit about the process of getting him ready? Because quite honestly, I don't know enough about it. I, I just yeah. wanted to ask you a little bit. So, like, who's there in Arizona to to work with Kimbrel?
2: Our, our staff there for the Arizona um, extended spring. So they'll be out there. And I can't say specifically all the coaches that are there, but it's almost like a normal spring training where he will throw on the side with just the catcher with the coach watching him. And the coach that will be watching him will be uh, made aware of all the different things that uh, Craig needs or, uh, you know, particular points that keeps him in line. And it will be a conversation between Craig and the pitching coach. They'll do that a couple, three times, and then they'll do it with hitters. And then um, actual, not like necessarily a game, but uh, like you do in spring training, they they normally go through about three, maybe four calm side pieces where they throw just to catcher. And then after you're satisfied with that, the act actually put hitters in there for BP, probably like up to ten minutes of throwing um, on the side, and then maybe start out with twenty-five pitches to hitters, and then you build in with that. And then after maybe two times throwing the hitters, then you get to the point you are ready to throw it and actually in a game. Um, it could be a simulated game where they we could uh, deem that he's ready to go out and pitch in a uh, an actual game uh, with the minor league club. So it goes from throwing on the side that was just a catcher, just like spring training, to throwing the hitters, like an elevated batting practice, to eventually either a simulated game or with the minor league uh, affiliate.
0: So the players that are there are minor league players, or is it like ex-players that might be there?
2: No, no, minor league guys, all minor league guys, young, really young too, very young, very inexperienced, so I'm sure they'll be literally blown away by his stuff.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate you kind of explaining yeah. the process because yeah. I was curious about all the things that would, would have to happen uh, between now and him getting to Iowa and your approach is, is one of being cautious, right? That You don't want yeah. to rush this with him because there's still a lot of baseball to be played.
2: Yeah, there's no reason to. Um, and, and it's not any different than a normal spring training where just think of it as spring training for him. That's it. I mean, with us, like Pedro Strope, even though we reported maybe what, uh, February, whatever, 20th, we did, uh, all the pitchers drills. And that's another thing he's got to cover first. He's got to throw to the bases, all the other different kind of PFPs, pitchers fielding practices. And then like Strope, we did not actually pitch him in a game, maybe till like the first week of March. You try to, you try to parcel out maybe seven or eight appearances, uh, during spring training for the guys. And, um, so just think of it like a three-week window of, of spring training or four-week. I'm not sure exactly how long it's going to take. It could even be quicker. I'm not certain. But um, it's all based on the kind of shape that he's in. He's been throwing a lot, working out a lot. But the window normally for relievers in camp is the first week of March till about the beginning of the season in April.
0: Theo was on our air on Friday, and he was talking about how big a role that Dave Ross played in in helping Kimbrel get signed. I I'd love to know from you the the fact that your catcher, a guy that knows how you think, is still yeah. a part of this organization is able to put his eyes on a potential signing, how valuable is that to you?
2: It is, and plus the fact that you have confidence in his opinion matters a lot too. And obviously you would think that just based on, you know, people saw how David was here and how well he did and almost like being a coach on the field, so none of that is a surprise. Uh, Rossi and I talk a lot. Uh, we have great conversation. He is eager to learn. He wants to, I really uh, believe major league managership is in his um, foreseeable future. And I, he's just trying to prep himself, but then Theo gives him a scouting assignment, which I love because to me, and I've, I've, I've encouraged David to do this. I, I really think a lot of these guys that are managing now young, it'd be really benefit them to go manage rookie ball and scout uh, free agent scouting for a season or two before they really, Jumped into a major league dugout, I think the most valuable thing I've ever done uh, is to scout. And part of my territory was right here in Denver. I used to, from Arizona, Colorado, Utah, New Mexico, was my territory. And I remember watching Daryl Ackerfels up here and uh, Mike Trujillo and all these guys that came through Denver at that time um, had a great base. It's, it's, uh, I could go on and on, but, I mean, to scout and to manage the then manage rookie ball would be great because that's when you see guys... Really, as novices, and you could see what it looked, the, the product looks like—before it becomes Mike Trout or whomever, or Anthony Rizzo or uh, Chris Bryant. All those things to me are important. I don't think enough, enough guys do that, where you get in your car and pound the bushes and, and scout locally, and then go manage a bunch of guys that are really coming out of the womb, and then and then take your craft to a higher level, and you could really understand patience and how to build a, a player into a major league player.
0: Once Kimbrell gets here, he has a defined role. Like you, we know that from yep. from his career. What does that do for you when it comes to figuring out how your day is going to go on the mound?
2: Well, it really uh, is like a, when, you, when you insert a really good hitter into a batting order, it makes the, the batting order longer and it makes your bullpen longer. Um, now that you can use guys sooner in the game if necessary. Right now, our starters have been doing such a wonderful job it's been somewhat easier to match up the latter part of the game. But there's going to be days it's not like that. And when you have enough length in your bullpen, you could hold a small deficit or a small lead in the fifth or sixth inning. Uh, makes all the difference in the world when you get that extra victory by the end of the season. So it lengthens the pen. It puts different guys in, in different roles earlier in the game. Some uh, will be more um, suited for that, and some will be more comfortable with that. So when you have the closer at the end of the game, like uh, Kimbrel, it, it really makes the bullpen longer.
0: Well, I hope you thought that that was informative. I know I did. I, I do love the idea of that they're just like shadow players just waiting. <laughs> just waiting in Arizona for someone to show up and do some stuff with them. But Kimbrel's got to go through, as Joe pointed out, spring training. So this is his spring training. I would be shocked if we saw him before the last week of June. And I think that's probably closer to, to all-star break. And maybe even after that, which would be fine, because you still have a half a season to play, and th- those games count too. But I do think that overall, it'll make the Cubs better. Because now you can put guys into roles. Like, Pedro Strope is, a, I think, an okay closer. But he's a pretty good setup man. Everyone moves back a spot in that Cubs bullpen, and I think that can only make them better. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much for listening.